It's time for the Vegas no Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden so Knights Radio Network. During band practice. Save on Welcome cheese. into tonight's post game show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-1 to one to the Los Angeles Kings. And the Vegas Golden Knights now fall to 27, 13, and 2, 56 points on the season. To help us break down this one, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, Dan, when you look at this game, I, I think that, you know, naturally you're going to look at new faces coming into the lineup. You get Jonathan Marshall back. You get Alec Martinez back. You've got an influx of guys returning from injury, but... Overall, it just kind of led to a disjointed effort. How much of that is maybe guys coming back a little bit rusty? I'm not sure. You know, it's if you frame it that way, I'm not sure if it's rusty. Hmm. I think if it's just the reality of players getting familiar with one another or clicking with one another, and then that chemistry, in a way, disrupted. And while we think about deep pairs with, you know, one guy playing with another and forwards as lines they do play you know five skaters at a time <laughs> so i think that they're um, you know just some of the anticipation where you think some guy's going to be someplace that he's not um you know korzak and pahal i mean like korzak hasn't played any games with martinez in the lineup or marcia so in the lineup you know and korzak's got to make breakout passes to those uh, guys like marcia so and eichel and so on it's so like it's so it's not just as simple as the d or as simple as a forward combination but, um, you know, there are um, different things that the Kings do that make it difficult for any team, not just the Knights, to generate offensive opportunities. They seemed to come more easily last game against Pittsburgh, and the Knights converted early. You know, today, you know, just imagine, Ryan, if William Carlson, well, even go back earlier than that, what if Smith to Eichel to Smith ends up in the goal? You know, the Knights would have scored in the first two minutes again, like they did against Pittsburgh. That one didn't go. During the power play, William Carlson hits the left post. You know, what if they, they score on that one? And the special team story continues. They were 1-for-1 one one against Pittsburgh. Today they end up 0-for-3. You know, later in the period, Jonathan Marcheseau so hit a crossbar. Mm-hmm. You know, what if any of those things happen? All of that happened before L.A. got its first goal. You know, the game could be dramatically different. Um, you know, Bruce Cassidy decided to change forward combinations. You know, it's interesting to me because he had, again, as I mentioned, on the pregame show talked about how he was always going to get, quote-unquote, to Smith, Eichel, and Marsha, so is a line. Yeah. And we have not seen it very much at all in the regular season. Eichel, of course, has been unavailable 13 of the last 14 games. But we only saw it once in the preseason, that last game against Arizona. And the second game of the year, which was against the Chicago Blackhawks, those three players had about two minutes together at five on five. Right. Other than that, like they have not played together. Bruce has wanted to get to it, and he didn't stick with it for very long today. So if that's something that he has in mind that he wants to get to, I'm kind of wondering why he didn't stick with it to at least see if they would figure something out. Uh, he didn't. He changed it up. I guess he felt that trying to stay in this game was more important than those guys fleshing it out. But then you start to wonder, well, if it didn't work in today's game, is it going to go back to it the next game? Because among the forwards, the only guy who is not available now is Brett Howden. Like, right. this is the group, pretty much. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the big question, right? Like, the overarching one when it comes to the the next couple of weeks, maybe for the Vegas Golden Knights, is if you've got this balanced lineup approach like Bruce Cassidy has, or at least has had over the last couple of games, like, 
how much leeway, how much runway do you give a line like Smith, Eichel, and Marcheseau to start developing some of that chemistry? And you thought, based on last game, Cotter, Carlson, and Kessel would get a chance to play again, and they mm-hmm. did to start, but then once that second line, Smith, Eichel, and Marcheseau was broken up, well then Cotter, Carlson, and Kessel were broken up too, so you didn't get to see any building upon last game for that trio. And, you know, I know you like duos. Coaches like duos. Bruce likes Stevenson with Stone. We've seen so much of Smith with Carlson. Well, you know, if you're trying something different, the impulse seems to be to go back to the duo, and it ended up with Smith, Carlson, and Kessel. But then, you know, guys just kind of looking around. It seemed to me looking around, all right, well, like, I'm trying to figure it out, and I don't know what I'm doing, and then that, then it just, so they couldn't really get back on track, and it seems to me that the Kings are the sort of team Mm -hmm. that are not going to make it very easy for you to get your gears turning. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the, you know, the other thing that we look at here is you've got to tip your cap to the Los Angeles Kings, who I think came Mm -hmm. in, and, and obviously, they're incredibly structured through the neutral zone. They're patient. They want teams to force plays so that they can go out in transition. And, you know, for the Kings tonight, I, I think it was as close to a 60-minute game as you're going to get from Los Angeles. Yes. It, I mean, while they have played more games than anybody else, so their point total was misleading for a little bit, you know, that they are in a variety of categories, not putting up numbers that you'd expect for a team that's as close to first place as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, they're now... I mean, they, they, well, I should say they came into the day minus 11, uh, one by four goals, so that goes down to minus seven. You know, special teams differential, they're minus seven, and that includes today. Like, the, their save percentage is 31st of the league. You know, they've got their, you know, the third string goalie is their hot goaltender right now in Phoenix Copley. They've got a rookie on their top line, Quentin Byfield, who doesn't have any goals this year. You know, like, <laughs> just shake your head at you know some of what the Kings are doing, um, and then you know you also think about how the Golden Knights have three former Kings defensemen on their roster in Martinez, McNabb, and Hutton. Yet it's the group of defensemen for Los Angeles: Dowdy and Anderson, you know, Roy and Dursey, and you know Edler and Walker had a notable impact today. And by the way, they sent prospect Brant Clark back to the OHL more because of his handedness than his performance. So I, I, I guess that they are just, and it's not fair to not include the, the forwards in uh, what the Kings do defensively, but it has been hard for the Knights to get anything going against them. You know, when they lost to them last week, they got uh, they got that goal from Amadio on the power play in the first period. McNabb got one in the second, but the Knights really generated little the rest of that game, after they built that 2-1 to lead, and the Kings just pulled away, and the Knights really had minimal pushback. Like, you just never had the feeling that the Knights were going to get back in it, and frankly, had a similar feeling today. Yeah, I, I think you're right on the money there. It was not uh, one of those games where I think the Golden Knights generated co- a lot of chances from in tight, and really no second and third opportunities. So, um, you know, you, you want to look to that and, and improve that going into Thursday night's game against the Florida Panthers. But any final thoughts on this one, Dan? before we turn our attention to Thursday. Now, I'll be interested to see how the Knights handle this stretch of four days between games after having gone so long with basically playing every other day. And the schedule is thinner. They're going to have another break late this month with the All-Star game and the bye week. And you've got all these home games here. 
you know, the, it's good to have players getting healthy, but you know, what are you going to do in terms of practice? I mean, there's right now they're scheduled to skate at 11:30 tomorrow for a practice, and we've got Fan Fest at two. They're uh, slated for a Monday day off. I guess you practice Tuesday and Wednesday going into Thursday's game. They had an optional morning skate today. I wonder how much Bruce Cassidy thinks about, well, his optional skate not get the guys ready enough? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we should have a morning skate. I, I, don't know. I don't know. That could affect some guys one way and other guys another way. I just will be curious to see how the team uses uh, the next four days because, you know, getting all these players back and the fact that they're number one in the Western Conference, you shouldn't have as many questions as the Golden Knight seems to have uh, yeah. right now. Well, Dan, great job tonight on the call. As always, enjoy the rest of your night, and you and I, we will chat on Thursday. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, joining us after a 5-1 loss to the L.A. Kings for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Okay. Hi, Bruce. Jesse Grange with The Athletic. Um, a couple of the players mentioned they thought maybe the game was lost in the neutral zone. What did you think L.A. did particularly well in that area of the ice and made things difficult on you guys? Well, I mean, they do what they always do, right? If, they don't, if they're not able to get pressure on you, they pull back and they get in their 1-3-1. One, one, and I mean, this was nothing new to us. I mean, we talked about it. We've seen it opening night. I don't think they did as good a job as opening night. Um, Last time in there, they did. They, they found their game. We watched it recently. Dallas, Boston, they, they've been pretty tight. Uh, so we knew it was coming. Um, you know, we had a, you know, if you can get some low speed and get, you know, get moving through there, you have a chance to get through there with puck possession. Otherwise, you got to put it behind them and in the spot where you can go forecheck. And obviously, that was a problem for us tonight. So I didn't make it clear enough in, in our uh, talk the, this afternoon. And, and a little bit yesterday in practice, obviously, of what you need to do to get behind them. But uh, that's half of it. And the other half is execution. Um, first goal, we turned it over. Exact things we talked about, standing still turnovers, right? You can turn pucks over if you're going with speed, trying to you know, attack. But if you're standing still, uh, that's when they eat you alive. And that's what happened. Ben, ben Goats, Las Vegas Street Journal. Uh, Bruce, you obviously made the goalie change for the third period. Just what went behind the decision to go from Logan to Aiden? Listen, uh, might as well let him get in on the fun, right? Um, I mean, listen, to a man, we weren't very good. Uh, so Aiden goes in, gets a little bit of work. There's you know, really nothing more to it than that. Go to Lindsay. Lindsay Brown, Lotus Broadcasting. In the first period, there was a play where you had possession moving up the offensive zone wall, and Hag and Petro both released and rotated to the weak side earlier than you'd expect. Was that intentional to get a certain look or an angle, or is that just a fluid play? I don't recall. You have to be a little more specific. Was it on a break? You know, give me a few more details. Do we have the puck? Do we not have the puck? Was it a you break? You do have the puck. The forward was moving up the boards, moving towards the defenseman. And Petro, you'd expect him to kind of stay towards that strong side wall, but it seemed like Hag backed off, gave him some space to move into a, uh, a wider angle. You've talked about stretching the zone and stretching to get better angles on shots. In the offense, we were in the offensive, offensive zone. zone. I honestly, be, I don't want to answer out of turn because I, I don't remember that. Uh, you know, I, listen, we, we didn't do a lot of things well tonight. I'm sure that was one more example of it, but I'm not trying to not answer your question. I just I don't recall the play. So for me to give you an answer that's that's wrong, I don't think that's right either. If that makes sense. Go to Alan. 
uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. I was just wondering if you didn't capitalize on some of the, you did have some early chances. <coughs> you hit a few posts, I think. Um, did the team, was the team deflated or was it just just a, a day that you're just going to run? Oh, and they can't, you can't get deflated, right? So this is, I guess, where, and I agree with you. We had a 2 on 0 right in front of their net with two of our better players, right? And we didn't, we didn't execute. And, and, and periodically that happens, but it, you know, it was a good forecheck play by us to create a turnover. Power play entry, Carly hits a post, good entry. Um, Marshy down the wing, getting a puck to the net. Um, so that was the good, right? And there wasn't much good, but the good was that we created three really good looks. Not that Marshy's was a great look, but it's time and space for him to shoot the puck. He's attacking with speed, something that, you know, we wanted to try to do. Um, and maybe it's a different game if those goes in, because L.A. plays... They'll have to open up a little bit more, right? If 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 they, if they end up behind that, that's just natural for a team that plays a tight checking game. So, um, would it have changed things? I don't know, right? So, but yes, th that was the positive of the night. Was early on we had some opportunities to to get a lead, extend the lead. Um, again, lack of execution on one, puck luck maybe on the other because they were both good shots. Um, but still, you've got to stay with the game and and keep playing especially a first-place game, game in our building, and, you know, a divisional, which should be a rival. Um, you know, it was probably the most disappointing game of the year for us and when I look at our competitiveness from top to bottom. So I have to, you know, obviously look at myself, what I do to prepare the players, yet I thought our first little bit was good. But once we got behind, I, I don't think we had the bite in us to, to get back in the game, the will, the compete, whatever adjective you want to use. And you should. You should. You're at home. you got the crowd behind. It's one goal. I mean, it's one goal. Like, you, you know, we've scored five goals in this building for four or five games in a row. So we, we know what's in there. We just uh, we didn't have it. <clears throat> Go to Jesse and then finish with Chris. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. In terms of when, when they do that to you in the neutral zone and you have to get it behind them, it sounds simple. Just put the buck behind them. But obviously it's not that simple on the ice. I guess what, what's the difficulty in getting that going? It's not that hard to get it behind them. It's just obviously now you got to go work. You've got to go work five guys to get the puck back. And they're already, you know, they've got it. Because they're back in that defensive structure, they're going to have all five guys back to break it out, right? So it's not going to be that easy to get it back. Sometimes you dump it in, there's only a 2D and maybe a center back, and the wingers aren't there, so you have a bit of an advantage. But uh, it's, to me, it's a mental uh, willingness to play that way until the ice opens up for you. How does it open up? Maybe if we finished early, we get a lead, it opens up. Um, you know, maybe it's a neutral zone counter turnover. They make a mistake at our blue line. So it's one of those games that is probably going to be a bit of a chess match. That's how it played out. And uh, they stuck to their game plan, and we, we, we didn't. So I don't know if that answers your question, but you can certainly go D to D and get the red line on, in their system and get it in. You want to probably put it in a – you do want to put it in a better spot than just get it to the goalie or their right defenseman who's already way back there. So there's a little bit of that's the difficulty, putting it in a spot where – Maybe it's a 50-50 puck where you have a chance to win your race. And, you know, again, win your race, win your battles, right? That's what hockey comes down to, and they were they were much better than us in those areas. Chris. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, I think midway through the first, you kind of you swapped Amadio and Cotter. What was the basis for that decision? Uh, I, I thought Amo was light um, on some puck battles, so we'll try Paul up there. Um, as it turned out, it wasn't just Amo, so it was just a quick decision I made. Paul has played up there, um, and maybe a little more straight line uh, speed presence on their side. Listen, I don't know if what it, 
clearly didn't matter. Um, I'm not sure whatever that, that that was the thinking behind it. Um, but again, we were, uh, yeah, I'll use the word light. We were light in battles and, and races uh, most of the night. So give them credit. Uh, we need to be a lot better in that area if we we're going to have any chance to win. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-1 to one to the Los Angeles Kings. Golden Knights 27-13 and 256 points on the season. Next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Florida Panthers. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight, the Golden Knights got healthier. They got Jonathan Marcheseau back into the lineup and Alec Martinez back in on the blue line. So uh, you were looking for, I would argue, probably a better top-to-bottom performance from the Golden Knights, especially as they're getting healthier over the course of the last couple of days. But wasn't to be tonight for the Golden Knights, and it's back to the drawing board again on Thursday. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and it, it really was kind of early on at least a back and forth type of period the golden knights and the kings they would trade chances however both goalies were good early that changed late in the first period as kevin fiala threw a puck on net from just inside the blue line to open the scoring now it's brought in lizotte to the left king set up in the high slot fiala turnaround shot score traffic in front the kings take the lead thompson standing upright as the puck squeaked through right around his ankles Los Angeles takes a 1-0 lead. Kevin Fiala's 11th of the year from Blake Lazat and Gabe Velarde. 17-02 of the first period made it 1-0 Los Angeles. The Kings would take a 1-0 lead into the second period, and the Golden Knights would get an opportunity on the power play to get back in the game, but never really got things set up. It led to a break the other way for the Kings, and Matt Roy extended L.A.'s lead with a shorthanded goal. Kings coming to hit. Kapari challenge and he put it on the goal the rebound score logan thompson gave a juicy rebound and the kings get a shorthanded goal defenseman matt roy on the rebound los angeles leads two nothing matt roy's fifth of the year from rasmus kupari and anjay kopitar 927 of the second period made it two to nothing los angeles a shorthanded goal later on in the period the kings would add to their lead as kevin fiala scored his second of the game Kings have it on the left wall. Velarde steers it to the slot. And now at the side of the net, Fiala scores! Second of the day for Kevin Fiala. 3-0 Kings with 3.31 to go in the second period. Second goal of the game, 12th of the year for Kevin Fiala from Sean Dersey and Gabe Velarde, 16-26 of the second period, made it 3-0 Los Angeles. The Kings would take that 3-0 lead into the third period. Bruce Cassidy would pull Logan Thompson after the second period, going to Aiden Hill in relief, hoping it might spark his hockey club. But the Kings would halt that conversation as Victor Arvidsson made it 4-0 early in the third. Into the zone, a tap back, Walker is in, he shoots, save Hill, rebound, rattles behind and in, like a pinball, Arvidsson will get credit, 4 nothing Los Angeles. Victor Arvidsson's 11th of the year from Sean Walker and Phil Deneau, 5.45 of the third period made it 4 to nothing LA. Later on in the period, with Aiden Hill pulled for the extra attacker, Jonathan Marcheseau would spoil the shutout, scoring his 15th goal of the year, our AAA insurance save of the game. 
Marsh is still in the left circle. It's a six on five now. Penalty is over. Kessel straight on. Passes left. Watt to the left. Marsh is so. He scored. The referee didn't point at the goal, which is why I hesitated. It went into the net and back out. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. Jonathan Marcheseau picks up his 15th of the year, spoiling the shutout. The assist to Nick Waugh and Phil Kessel, 17-42 of the third period, made it 4-1 to Los Angeles. And just under a minute later, Kevin Fiala scored his third goal of the game to earn the hat trick. Michael hands it off to Petrangelo. Trouble with the puck. He reached for it. Missed it. Kings going the other way. Here's Fiala. He couldn't get a shot away. Now in front he does. And he scores. Hat trick for Kevin Fiala. Into an empty net. Kings 5. Knights 1. Kevin Fiala's 13th of the year. The hat trick goal into an empty net from Blake Lazat and Gabe Velarde, 18-33 of the third period, made it 5-1 to one Los Angeles, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Five seconds to go. Walker right wall rims it behind, and here comes the horn. Final score at T-Mobile Arena. The Los Angeles Kings defeat the Golden Knights in resounding fashion. A hat trick for Kevin Fiala, helping his team to a 5-1 victory. 5-1, to one, the final score, the Los Angeles Kings. They defeat the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice here at T-Mobile Arena. Vegas next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Florida Panthers. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 5-1. The final score, Vegas 27-13-2, 56 points on the year. Top still in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference, though the Golden Knights just 5-6-2 so far this year against the Pacific Division. We'll dig into that a little bit deeper because if you're looking at it objectively over the course of uh, the, the back half of the season, uh, you'd expect and, and hope that that number goes up for the Vegas Golden Knights, that they start to find a little bit more dominance against this division because that's where points are going to be made up the most and lost the most uh, through the final 40 games of the season. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. We talked about somewhat the, the randomness of hockey, where bounces can go your way one night and then they can kind of go against you the, the next night. The Golden Knights had a great opportunity just three, four minutes into the game where you've got Riley Smith making a play as the Kings are trying to pull the puck out of their own zone. He steals the puck, and it's essentially a 3 on zero. Riley Smith to Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel back to Riley Smith, and the shot doesn't even get on net, it goes wide. Yeah, you get a power play out of it, then William Carlson hits the post on the power play, but the power play didn't really build you maybe the momentum you were hoping for. Obviously, you want a goal. You want to start uh, with the lead, especially against a Kings team that plays differently up or down within the context of a game, and yet the Golden Knights just could not find the bounces to work in their favor early on in this game. And then, you know, the Kings, it's just kind of a weird play. Kevin Fiala peels back just inside the blue line, throws a puck on net, and it finds its way in, and all of a sudden it, it felt like in that moment you could see 
that it was deflating. And and that's really one that, that puzzles me because what we've seen out of the Golden Knights so far this season is is they've been a team that no matter what the score is, there's always been this sense of something. There's going to be a push at some point. And I don't even think you saw the push back tonight from the Golden Knights as Bruce Cassidy talked about it being one of the most disappointing games of the entire season. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights drop this one on home ice, 5-1 to to the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas now 27-13-2, 56 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division, though the Kings, is a big, it's a big game, four-point swing, right, one way or another. The, the Golden Knights could have left tonight with an eight-point game with an eight point lead over the, goal, uh, over the Los Angeles Kings in the, in the Pacific Division race, and now that narrows to just four points. So uh, it's disappointing from that regard. Uh, to me, it's disappointing because when you – when you look back to Thursday night and the juice the Golden Knights had from getting some players back in the lineup, Jack Eichel, Paul Cotter, and then understanding that you're getting back Jonathan Marcheseau and Alec Martinez tonight, like you expected the energy to be close to what it was at, at, at the beginning of that game against uh, the Penguins. And it just wasn't there. It didn't get there tonight for the Golden Knights. So, you know, Bruce Cassidy mentioning one of the more disappointing games of the year. I'd agree with that. In, in just that you had an opportunity to kind of keep things rolling. You're, you won four games in a row on home ice. You want to keep that going as long as possible. And this one really felt like a step backwards for the Vegas Golden Knights against a structured Los Angeles Kings team, especially when they have the benefit of a lead within a game. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. I still want to hear from you. I'm interested to see if this game caused you to maybe change your thoughts or opinions on where the Golden Knights had were headed, at least here on home ice, maybe overall, but here on home ice. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I wish we had saved that clunker for an Eastern team. That would have been a little better, to say the least. And how many teams take 23 shots on goal and win by four? I don't think too many do that, do you? Uh, efficient teams, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, the Boston Bruins, maybe. Like, I, I mean, it was a really strong performance from from Los Angeles tonight, and they, they didn't really have to do very much right you, you get you get maybe that first goal of the game second goal inside that second period and it really didn't feel like the golden knights were going to have the offensive push to come back in this one and and we're lucky to have coach cassidy instead of say john tortorella because that post game press conference could have gone really sideways he did a really good job i want to compliment him on that what uh what insight did you pull from from bruce cassidy's um post-game comments that, that kind of well, stuck with you? not insight, but calm demeanor. In other words, we lost a game. We played as bad as we've ever played this year, maybe. 
And, you know, a, a guy like Tortorello or many other coaches would have either walked out or just said, you know, I don't want to answer any more questions. So I thought he handled himself with like a real pro is all. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I also like the fact that Bruce takes ownership of certain things, right? When, when you know, you look at how good the, the Kings were in the neutral zone and how little the Golden Knights had in terms of, you know, odd man rushes for and, and really getting to their transition game. You know, Bruce talked about it. Maybe he didn't make himself clear enough, obviously, in the meetings, and it's tongue-in-cheek for sure, but, you know, I, I like the fact that Bruce isn't just kind of putting it all on the players. Now, certainly they're the ones going out there. They're the ones playing the game, uh, but there's a certain degree of, prep- of preparation, and, you know, you've got to find the right combination day in and day out to have a more consistent performance. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, he's a pro, and he acted like a gentleman, and, and I admired that a lot. But Dan Duva had some pretty sharp comments in the post game with you just now, and uh, one of those that struck me was that we this is our hand. We're not going to get any better on offense than we are now. We're just going to have to start working together better. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yep. Yeah? Yep. It's a, it's a hundred percent the way I feel. And and Dan said it better than I just did, but he did say it well. So finally, uh, let me throw these teams at you. The Oilers, the Flames. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. The Oilers, the Flames, the Kings, and the Kraken. Throw out the Knights for now. Mm-hmm. Which one of those four does not make the playoffs? I I feel like this is you asking me um, the, kind of a <laughs> similar question to the one that you asked me over the over uh, against the, uh, the the Penguins on the last post game, and thanks for the call, Mike. I I don't know. I I really don't. I I think that you you look at Calgary, you look at Edmonton, you look at Seattle, you look at Los Angeles. I feel like the LA Kings are a playoff team. You know, just kind of go one by one, right? I think the Kings are a playoff team. They need to continue to get goaltending. If the goaltending goes sideways sideways on Los Angeles, could they reasonably fall out of the playoffs? Yes. But I, I, I don't know that that's going to happen. So I think the Kings are safe. I don't know that I buy Seattle yet because they're winning a ton of games by scoring a ton of goals. And I think that over over the course of the back half of the season, that's going to dry up. But they've been good for 38 games so far. They're in a playoff spot 38 games into the year. Like It's hard for me to, to, to discount what Seattle's been able to do. I still think Calgary is a better team than what they've showed. Their goaltending can be better and should be better. And the Edmonton Oilers don't have def- defense. So I, I don't know. It's a really interesting question. Um, I, I think it's, it's probably going to be Edmonton in the playoffs. And if I'm going to have to pick a team right now, I'll say Seattle. Even though Seattle sits right now in the third spot in the Pacific Division, um, I know that I've got proof of concept with Edmonton. I know that I've got proof of concept with Calgary and, and Daryl Sutter. I don't know that there's going to be enough in the back half of the year for the Seattle Kraken to get over the finish line, so to speak. So thanks for asking me again, Mike, as to which team I think is going to miss the playoffs. Uh, we'll see at the end of the year how wrong about this I am. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you, Jen? I am. Oh, I'm good. So, um, this is kind of a stinker that'll be fun to just forget about. Um, but speaking of forgetting about it, I think that right now is a good time to have multiple days off in the schedule. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes after a hard loss, you want to get right back at it. But with 
how how much the the lineup has fluctuated recently and getting some of our players back, um, I think that it'll be good to be able to have that time for them to go practice and be together again. Because, you know, we, of course, want to see uh, everybody jump back in and, and be pick up right where they were. But you have to remember the people that were still playing were adjusting to working with other people. So they have to get back into that rhythm, too. So, like I said, glad that there's a few days off that they can go get some practice in, get reacquainted, and then go back at it. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. I think for the Golden Knights, this is still an incredibly pivotal month uh, in the course of the season. You've got this seven-game homestand. You're now 1-1 one and one on that seven-game homestand. You've got five more opportunities and it's a really interesting cast of teams that you have. You've got Florida, uh, there's Detroit in there, uh, Alex Ovechkin comes to town. Like, There's a lot going on over the course of the next five games for the Golden Knights, but what you also have is days off, practice. And for the Golden Knights, I think the point that you make is, is really well taken in that you've got new guys, or not new guys, but you've got guys coming back in the lineup after injury. So you get some opportunity to get some reps in practice before your next game against the Florida Panthers. I, I do think that that will go a long way to kind of smoothing out the type of game that you see from the Golden Knights. I, I don't expect them to be as disjointed on Thursday as they were tonight against Los Angeles. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Gabe. Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, listen, I, I gotta, I gotta say something. You know, honestly, to me, it all breaks down to heart, right? How can you have the Kings come in? They're in second place, mm-hmm. and we play like we're absolutely unmotivated. That's unacceptable. And you know what? It speaks to the rest of the league. They're not going to fear us. They're not going to be scared of us. And as the Knights go into deeper into the season, mm-hmm. they've got it in. You know, instill fear into the competition. I mean, if you can't get up for a game against the second place team in your own division, I mean, come on now. I'm sitting there at the game and I'm watching Stone, and Stone at the TV timeout is yelling at everybody on the bench, and nobody gets up for him. Come on, that speaks volumes. You know what? I think I think go from there. I think you're taking one game though, Gabe. Right? Like you're talking about 82 games over the course of a season. I would argue that. Over time, there you're going to have some clunkers. Like, is it unfortunate that you have a clunker tonight? Yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, we're talking about humans that play this sport, right? Like, they're not machines. You can't just say, "Okay, I know exactly what this what this player is going to play to in terms of what their potential is." You know exactly what you're going to get night in and night out. Like, there are things that are going on in terms of of each individual player that sometimes doesn't translate on the ice on a particular game. I mean, would you agree? Would you every, agree with every me when team I goes to you, Would you agree with me when I say to you that when the second place team comes, it comes into your house. I, I you agree. Get up for that game. Gabe, Gabe, I do agree with you that you want to get up for that game. Sure. And the golden Knights had what? Three opportunities early on in the game to score some goals. You have a two on O, which was set up by a brilliant play by Riley Smith. Are we just going to throw that out? Are we going to throw did out Will Carlson? Any, no, 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 Gabe, Gabe, listen to me. I didn't see any forecheck. They, they literally, Gabe, Gabe, the Gabe, they literally set up three scoring chances within the first five minutes of the game with their forecheck. How did that play out for them? It, they, it didn't fall. They didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't go in. 
That's not right? good enough. That's not the. That's because not, ev- because that's every play should every championship team. Gabe, Gabe, that's all I'm saying. Gabe, sometimes you hit the post and then sometimes the puck goes in. It went against them tonight. Like I get it. You want them to win every single game. Thanks for the call, Gabe. Thanks for the call. I get it. You want them to win every single game. You guys, you want this to be easy. It's not easy. The Kings had a say in tonight's game too. They played well. But to, like to sit here and say that in the first five, ten minutes of the game, the Golden Knights didn't have any heart. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. They didn't come out. They weren't forechecking. That's just wrong. It's just wrong. They did those things, didn't execute. It didn't go in. Sometimes in hockey that happens. But it doesn't mean that you didn't have it. It doesn't mean that you weren't up to play the second place team in the in the division like come on we can't just throw out the parts of the game that were good that did start well because the outcome isn't what you expected it was going to be and you can't expect that over the course of 82 games you're going to get 110% every single time there will be opportunities and there will be pockets where there will be letdowns that's hockey it happens to every single team. Every single team. The Dallas Stars lost the other night to the Anaheim Ducks. It happens sometimes, especially in the National Hockey League, especially over the course of 82 games. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The biggest pro football. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 5-1, to one, the final score. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, well, you know, it was a tough one to get through. But we survived. What kind of... Um, let me first say, and I know you'll say it's not nice, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't like Dave. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. We're a good, we're a good hockey team. Just for you, Bobby, stuff's going to happen. Okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna. We were all over the place except in the net. It's going to happen, but we also know this team, and this is not going to sit well with them. It is going to be harder on us fans wait until Thursday to see them turn it around, but we're going to make it. And they're going to, they're going to come out Thursday just chomping at the bit because this is not going to sit well with them. And I'm guessing Bruce behind closed doors will have a few words for him. But I have to admit, this was the hardest game for me to get through since, I don't know, sometime last season. Mm-hmm. And we have to move on. Yeah. And- I- that's all I got. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rita. I, I mean, you turn the page on it pretty quickly, I would imagine, if if you're the team. You get a couple of days to practice, and, you know, I, I would expect that going into Thursday night against the Florida Panthers, the Golden Knights are going to be better. I, I really do. I, I You know, again, I, you want to play well in every single game. But the fact of the matter is you're, you're just now past the midway point of the season. The, the midway point of the season – it seems like this big line of demarcation, right? Like you're okay. You can exhale. You, you've you've got the rest of the way to go. You know that you're closer to the finish than you were 
just a couple of days ago, but it's still a grind of a season. You know, and that's the thing that I, I look at and I, I focus in on. Like, there are pieces of the game that you always want to be there if you're the Golden Knights. Four-check pressure is going to be one of them. Putting pucks in the right spot behind defense is going to be another one. It becomes really difficult within a game to four-check well against a team that plays a 1-3-1 in the neutral zone. Like, as, as X's and O's as we want to get. Here's the problem. When Kevin Fiala's floater goes in, the Los Angeles Kings have a lead. When the Kings have a lead, they don't need to forecheck. They don't need to get in on you as, as closely and as tightly because what they'll do is they will just go passive in the neutral zone. They will go into that 1-3-1, and there won't be any room to skate. There won't be any room to get through the neutral zone. And when you're down and when you feel like you've got a force offense, all of a sudden you start trusting maybe more of your instincts than you do your structure or your game plan. And what ends up happening is you have guys go one on four, one on five. It doesn't end well. And then all of a sudden there's transition opportunities back the other way. And then if you do dump pucks in, as Bruce Cassie was talking about after the game, you'll put them in the wrong spot because there's just not enough room and there isn't anywhere to go. Leads against the Kings are vitally important. Vitally important because when a team is that locked down in the neutral zone and that passive, all of a sudden when you spot them a goal or two, it feels insurmountable because they're not going to give you much of anything. And then the other thing too is when the Golden Knights did get in the offensive zone and they did have opportunities on the power play, it was one and done out the zone and then it took them a long time and a lot of energy to get back into the offensive zone. I thought the four check was there for, for Vegas through the first five to six minutes. Pucks didn't go in. All of a sudden, the Kings kind of got their footing in the game. They got to their four check more. And then when the Kings scored, it was passive neutral zone. It was keeping everything to the outside. And it was daring Vegas to try to make plays where there, were, where there wasn't any ice. And the Golden Knights fed into that. The Kings had a perfect game plan, and they played as close to a 60-minute game as I've seen any teams play coming into this building. So you've got to tip your cap to L.A. They were the better team over the course of this 60-minute game. Sometimes that's all you can pull from a, from a game like tonight where the Kings beat the Golden Knights 5-1. to one. We're back with more on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. The extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 5-1 to one to the Los Angeles Kings. Golden Knights 27-13-2, and two, 56 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division, still tops in the Western Conference, and by virtue of a game in hand, it's still possible for the Golden Knights to be six points clear of the Los Angeles Kings in that Pacific Division race. So I'll give you kind of an update here. Golden Knights sit atop 56 points in 42 games. The Kings, 52 points in 43 games. And then you've got Seattle behind both of those teams, 48 points in 38 games. So points percentage, the Seattle Kraken actually a little bit better right now than the Los Angeles Kings, but you got to do something with those games in hand if you're looking at the Seattle Kraken. Overall, though, I still think the Golden Knights are in a fine spot right now, top of the division. I, I think 
that there's going to be some inconsistency, and there was inconsistency tonight kind of getting to the game for the Golden Knights. It was disjointed. You have players coming into the lineup, timing. All of that stuff is going to take a little bit to iron out. I do think that the Golden Knights having a couple of days off now between games, not playing again until Thursday night, gives them an opportunity to work on some of those details, iron those things out in practice, and I would expect a much more cohesive outing from the Golden Knights when they hit the ice here at T-Mobile Arena against the Florida Panthers on Thursday. That's going to do it for me here on the triple on the extended post-game show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your thoughts, your opinions, and your input. Until Thursday night, have a great night, everybody. We will talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs>